what's up? Welcome to the On My Heart podcast. My name is Scarlett, and I have always loved talking to people and hearing their stories of how God has worked in their lives. Having this podcast is just my way I can share these testimonies with you and yours. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with me. It truly means so much. Please enjoy today's testimony. So today we have a very special guest. I have Josh here with me today. I met Josh probably back in June. I had it's kind of a funny story. I had started working at the Y and there were some TV screens set up in the lobby and he was having a promotion for the VBS that his church was doing. And it was funny because I would see his face every single day promoting the VBS. And a couple weeks after I'd started working there, he came in and I said, hey, I know you, I see you every day. And he was like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, and I explained. And um, since then, um, just uh, he's such a friendly, kind, caring person that I get to see um, almost every day at the Y. So I'm really thankful to have known you and um, just been able to uh, talk about our love for Christ and just love for people. Um, so thank you so much for being here today, Josh. Yeah, thank you so much, Scarlett. I'm excited to be on. Yes, definitely. Um, so just like always, um, would you like to share your testimony with us? Sure, I'd be happy to. You know, um, I came to know Christ at a young age. I was so blessed with a family that knew Jesus and was involved in church. In fact, my grandfather was on staff at a large church in Memphis, and so you know, every time the church doors were open, we were there, you yeah. know, and um, I had an amazing pastor that really emphasized the importance of coming to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And um, as a young child, I, I, I taught with my parents, and I just said, that's something that I want to do. Yeah. And so they were really intentional about walking me through that process mm-hmm. and um, just surrender my life to the Lord, got baptized, my grandfather baptized me, and so, you know, but it, w- it was not until, I would say, Scarlett, it was not until I really got into middle school that I started really unpacking and putting my faith into practice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I think that's so important, especially for kids that get saved early on in their life, is there comes that point in time where they're kind of at a crossroads, you know? Is yeah, this the faith of my parents? Yeah, or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. is this the faith of my parents, or is this, like, my own? Yeah, exactly. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really um, I really just committed to the Lord, hey, I, I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm yeah. all in, I'm not going to hold anything back from you, I want my whole life to be about you, mm. and it wasn't wow. until about a year after I did that that this is no lie, I believe that God called me as a seventh grader to full-time Christian ministry wow. in the context of a church. And so from that point forward, I really knew, like, people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I kind of know what I want to be, you wow. know? I, I want to be um, involved in a local church, and I want to I want to minister there. And so yeah. that really helped me to know like in college decisions, where am I gonna go to school? Well, I wanna go to school at a place that maximizes my call to ministry, right? And so just all those different steps, but that was really, um, just really how I came to know to know the Lord. Mm, yeah, one thing, um, one thing I wanna point out about that is, as you were saying that you, um, in middle school, that you decided that um, God had called you, and then it was kind of that crossroads where, 
Um, are you going to make this faith your own right. kind of, you know, that not that we do the saving, but that um, we do have to, um, like it talks about, you have to work at your salvation um, yeah. to grow stronger in the Lord. And you wanted your whole life to be about him. And one of the places that his um, presence is found is in the church. It talks about in um, Psalm 27, talks about one thing about desire of the Lord and that will I seek after to dwell in the house of the Lord, yes. to behold his beauty. So your life being all about him and had to include the church in some, you know, maybe not for everybody that definitely is not for everybody being called to be a pastor, but it's it definitely involved in a, right. in a church in a true church. You know, not right. every church is a true church, but involved in a, in a church where um, the spirit of the Lord, the truth is taught, you know? So um, I think that's so important um, to point out. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, sometimes some people have gotten, have been discouraged that their testimony is not, you know, Paul's like Paul's right, testimony, right. like a lightning or a bl- blinding light from heaven. But God calls everybody in a different way. And one thing my dad told me one time was, just because your story doesn't look like anyone else's doesn't mean that it's not as good. Your story is good. It's how um, God, he, that's how I love he's personal because whatever you need, he's going to provide that for you. And that is exactly what you needed. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I never, I never, you know, because I've certainly talked with people many times that say, man, my testimony is a boring testimony. Mm. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. There is no boring testimony. Every testimony is a transformation. A miracle. Yeah. And every testimony is a miracle. And so, you know, I mean, I look at it as like God's protection over wow. my life. Mm-hmm. That he didn't allow me to get down some roads and on some paths that weren't mm-hmm. with him. I love that. Even wow. in middle school, even in high school, even in college. Like he protected me so wow. much because even when you talk to people and they have this radical conversion testimony, I mean, even 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 Paul himself, who had a radical mm. conversion, think about all the baggage that he carried in his life mm. and all of the real consequences that are still present. Even though we know yeah. the Lord, even though we have forgiveness, you have you do have the the the. Yeah, they're kind of the regret, even though that sure. God has redeemed you, and that is wonderful. It's still that regret on your life and yeah so so yeah so i i don't what i'm saying is i don't think it discounts someone who has followed christ at a young age and continued on throughout their life yeah thank you so much for that and one um one word just to move along one word that you used in your um testimony just a few minutes ago was transform and um for those of you who don't know josh he has been involved in starting a church here in memphis called transform church and that's how i met him through what he they meet here at the y and um so i just want you to um i guess i would ask about that that call to start transform church um and what that means for the community. In a minute, I want to talk about some of the things that I have seen you do for the community, but just talking about starting that church and your burden to do that um, here in Memphis. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say, Scarlett, this is the biggest step of faith that I've ever taken in Mm. my life. Wow. Um, So, fast forward, when um, I graduated from college, I started working in a church full-time. That was my first job, was working in a church. Um, and so I worked at a church in uh, Jackson, Tennessee, then moved to Georgia for a few years. And my wife and I, 
just felt a stirring in our hearts that God was going to do something new and something different in our lives. Mm. To be honest with you, we had always worked at large churches. That's not saying anything special about me or us or anything like that. That was just where God had placed us. Yeah. And so I was very familiar with that. I've been able to learn a lot and gain a lot of uh, knowledge there. And so I didn't know, hey, is it a different job at the current church that I'm working at? Is it moving to another place and working in another established church? Or is it literally something brand new and starting a church plant? Yeah. And as we began to go down that road, we just felt like God's hand was showing us that it was to, to plant a church. And um, that was something that I was not personally super scared of, but at the same time, I didn't have any illusions of grandeur. Mm. Like I did not, um, sometimes when you think about church planting, you think about, oh, that's so glamorous because you get to do whatever you want and you get to build things from the ground up. Well, yeah, you can, and there's some good things certainly, but it's also really hard. Right. I mean, it's hard to do anything like that. And so, you know, I was reading the book of Joshua, and there's a point in the book of Joshua where the the Israelites are on the banks of the Jordan River, and they have to get across, but there's no boat and there's no bridge. And so the obvious question is, how in the world are we going to get across this river in order to take the land that God has promised us? And so God tells Joshua to tell the priests, guys, it's not going to be until you set your feet in the water that the waters are going to recede and the people are going to be able to walk across on dry land. Hmm. And what I took from that is they had to take a faith step Mm. into the water to activate what God was going to do in their life, right? To show them the path that he had already called them to. He'd already promised them that he was going to give them the land. It was just a matter of how were they going to get there? What were they going to do? And so... You know, Scarlett, to be honest with you, we just started taking steps of faith. Steps of faith, yeah. Because we didn't have all of it figured out. We didn't have the complete plan presented to us. We just felt like, you know what? God's called us to do this. We're going to completely surrender it to him. And we're just going to start taking steps of faith. So, you know, we started telling some people around us. We um, started having some meetings with people in Memphis that we knew. I'm originally from Memphis, Mm -hmm. and so that was one of the catalysts for bringing us back here. And um, so we just started taking some of the face step, and every single step we take, uh, we we took, I I kid you not, God just blessed. Yeah, wow. And God just worked even ahead of us. And one of the biggest things, and one of the biggest things that we're now sitting here together is God gave us an incredible relationship with somebody at the YMCA and leadership who helped us connect here to this branch of the Y Mm -hmm. and said, man, we want to put the C back into YMCA, Young Man's Christian Association. And so every single time we've taken one of those faith steps, God's provided, God's blessed. And we started in our living room in July of 2020. Mm -hmm. We started meeting here at the Y in September of 2020. And so it's been an amazing journey uh, and one that we're so grateful to do, but but that's kind of our journey. And and what I would say to people is, of course, not God doesn't call everybody to plant a church, but, but I wanna encourage people, no matter who they are, no matter what they're doing, to take a faith step yeah. in whatever God's called you to yeah. do and to believe 
that he's constantly and consistently going to provide according yeah. to your need. That is um, something I've been thinking about. I, I Thank you for sharing that. That is so encouraging and something I've been thinking about a lot. One thing that I want to, um, I was just thinking, and it's crazy. I love how God works. I was randomly flipping through my, through my Bible yesterday and came across these verses, and it just reminded me. Um, you were talking about the, that such important faith step, and right. um, God, it's not, you, like you said, you didn't have it all figured out. You didn't have it all together. You just took that step in faith, and the reason why we can have such confidence doing that is because it's not in ourself. It's the faith, the the gift of God that it talks about in Ephesians. Um, yes. That it's a the faith is a gift of God. So it's going to be. We don't have to worry about our faith failing because He's the perfect, powerful God, and He's providing that faith to us. So you can step out with all confidence, confidence in the power of God that's in you now. And the verse that I was thinking of is out of Romans four, verse twenty, and it says, "He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief." Another translation says, "Waver." So that wavering doubt. He didn't, um, this is talking about, uh, let's see, this is talking about Moses, I believe. Yeah. But he was strong in faith, giving God the glory. So I think that is so, um, and then anyways, it goes on to say, I was just reading it. It goes on to say, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. So you just had the belief that God was going to, um, bless. And that's what you were saying. And I think that just, I even said this, um, I think in last, uh, the two weeks ago in the podcast that, um, he, he provides and he, he, uh, has your, when you start living according to his word, it literally goes according to his word. Right. That, right. Your story goes exactly, you have, you have that unity that, um, yeah, just the unity with, you have even unity with Moses in that. Like he lived. Right. I don't even know how many, mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know how many years ago that was, yeah. but a long time ago, but you right. have a, a unity through Christ, the God given faith that we have. You can share that with even Moses, you know, Absolutely. that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you know, back to your question about transformed church, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, one of the things that was so important as we were taking those faith steps, of course, is God, what what kind of a church that you do you want us to plant? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about denomination. Right. I'm talking about what do you want us to focus on in our local context mm-hmm. in the season of life that we're living in? Now right. we know, hey, every church should be about the Bible. Right. Okay. Every single one. Every single church should be about evangelism and discipleship. Mm-hmm. Every single church, right? But what are those unique things that you want us to do? And transform is one of those words that's always really resonated with me. Mm. You know, I've always thought about it, and I've thought about it in two ways, which is really some of the impetus for why we named it Transform Church. The first was this. Ultimately, it is only God who can transform a life, Mm. right? Right. Uh, A political leader can't do it. Legislation can't do it. Uh, drugs can't do it. Alcohol can't do it. Another relationship can't do it. Wow, Popularity yeah. can't do it. Social media can't do it. It is only Jesus that can transform a life. And so Preach, Josh. we pa- want Pastor to, Josh. well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of what I do, but <laughs> we know that it's only him that can transform a life. And right. so that must be the most important thing yeah. to our church. Absolutely. Right? The second thing is this. So think about this. We live in a day and an age where church means a lot of things to a lot of different people. 
some people see churches on television that are crazy churches, let's just say, mm-hmm. okay? And they're saying things that, that are going beyond Scripture, mm-hmm. right? They're saying personal opinions right. and what they think about this, and they're very hateful right. in, in the way that they do that. Uh, we don't want to be that, right? Uh, you see some churches also who are incredibly boring, Mm. And it's like, well, I don't want to go to church because it's boring. Mm. You know, it's just some some person up there reciting something that they've written down, and I, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, mm. and and frankly, I don't want to go to sleep in church either. Right. right? I mean, you know, I don't. And so, first of all, we want to show people that it's only God that can transform a life. But in the same vein, we also don't feel the pressure to. Uh, fit into any type of man-made mold as it comes to church. Mm -hmm. Scripture-made mold? Yes, of course. We want to follow Scripture. And that's the one thing I want to emphasize about what I've not just here heard you said, but what I've heard you say when you've talked to me about it, when you've talked to different people that you may be working out next to, that um, you go according to the Scripture. And that's so important. What it, It would be, it's wrong when people do things, preach things other than that are away from the scripture. So that's what I, yeah, I, I love that that is your focus because that is the true, that's the truth, you know, that's right. where we find it's the word of God. And he said in John, I am the word, I, you know, the word right. is with God and it was God. So you have to be preaching what is in line with the scripture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that, that's been such a huge part of our journey is we don't feel the pressure to fit into any man-made mold. We are more than willing to transform the idea of what church is Mm -hmm. and to get back to what we believe is more in line with the book of Acts. You know, we just talked about the other day, a difference between a church that sees themselves as a theater. So like, uh, think about like, uh, we have a popular theater downtown in Mm -hmm. Memphis, plays come and all that kind of thing. And uh, people go, they spend money, and they sit in a seat where they're comfortable. They're seeing something that's done by professionals on a stage to make them feel great. And then they leave, of course, happy and Mm -hmm. satisfied. Some people see church as that same thing. Right. The problem with that is that's not what the book of Acts talks about. That's You're trying to be entertained like you would the theater. This is not about... Exactly. To me, church is a lot more like mission control than it is a theater. Mm -hmm. Mission control, if you think about it, their goal is to train up people, right? To give them everything that they need, to encourage them, to give them that community, and then to launch them out into the world. Right. Right? Yeah. And so to me, the church in Acts is a lot more like mission control than it is like a theater. Mm -hmm. And so what we're, what we're trying to do, and I know so many great churches in Memphis and so many great churches even beyond Memphis uh, are trying to do is follow the Word of God and reach people that do not have a relationship with it. Right. And that's, um, we could talk about that for a lot longer. That's what I want to move on to is um, you reaching people and your love for the community. Um, Josh has a passion for the community. He has, I, uh, he served meals. He has, um, he has a prayer service that they just started on Tuesday at the Y and the group exercise room. Y'all should definitely come. Yesterday's was really good. <laughs> and, um, or that was, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. And he also has, um, he's had done a VBS in the summer. There's probably so many other things. The one I want to, uh, ask you about is you've knocked on so many doors just, 
um, to to meet people, to tell them about Transform Church, to talk to them about Jesus Christ. And um, I want to ask you, how many how many doors was that this summer that you've knocked on so far? Well, since I would say in the last about 14 months, that's when we got started. We've knocked on about 2,400, 2,500 doors. That's incredible. And that is spreading just even, even mentioning the name of Jesus Christ to, you said 2,400 people yeah. in Memphis. That what a blessing. I mean, you know, you, you you may not even know, even if they didn't come, you may not even know how that could have affected them. So I'm really thankful that you, that you've done that. And, um, I love your passion for the community too. Um, and that comes, that comes from what I spoke about briefly earlier, his kindness, his friendliness. He tries to talk to everybody, just tries to even, even if not talking about spiritual things, just give them a a kind, friendly face that they could go to, and I think that people are really drawn to that and would count you as a friend, even even if they um, were not a believer, which that could lead into other, you know, other things of them, um, you know, maybe asking about what makes you who you are, and of course, like you've just told us, that is Jesus Christ transforming you, and um, Him being the only way, yeah. like you talked about, the only way, the only one that can transform us, the only way, truth, and life. So I'm really thankful for your um, for your love for the community and. Um, is there anything you'd like to say about that, your love yeah, for the community and yeah. Memphis especially? Yes. You know, I mean, um, when we moved here, one of the things that we did was we tried to, um, we tried to figure out, okay, how many people are here? What are we dealing with? What is the church landscape like? And, uh, because you hear Memphis is in the Bible belt. Um, you know, surely there's a lot of churches here and there right. are, um, but one of the things, Scarlett, that I, that I figured out along with some other people was that there are an estimated one million people within a drivable distance to the East Memphis location we're sitting in right now to record this. One million people that do not have a relationship with the Lord. Mm. So, you know, what we did was we took the attendance of the biggest churches in the area and extrapolated that and came up with that number. And when you think about that number, it's so massively huge. Right. There's what that means is there's always another opportunity for a church to come in because we have literally a million people that don't know Jesus right. even where we are. So you could say hey something's wrong with the churches that are here. You could you could analyze that. But that's not what we want to do. We want to say we want to be a part of the solution, mm, right? Yeah. We so I, I started saying this. I want to make an impact in one in a million people's mm, lives, yeah. right? Yeah. It starts with one, one right. person, and you know that means that every single day you have to be a missionary, mm -hmm. no matter if you're working out. You're working. You're well, at school. Well, it's who you are yeah. now. You, like exactly. you said, you want you were praying to God and and saying thank you for saving me. Now I want to be, I want you to be a part of not not just even saying I want to. You are a part of who I. You are living inside right. me. So it's who you are. Like the mis the missionary inside you. You know, to use those words, whatever words you could use, it's who you are. So right. to not be doing that would not be. Um, it's, it's your identity in Christ. So Yeah, and it's not just for a pastor, right? It's for any believer that has the Holy Spirit living inside of them, right? right. It's anybody. They have everything that they need to go out 
and to be on mission for Jesus. Now, does training help? Of course it right. helps. Knowing and that's God's what being word in the helps. Church, yes. Yeah, learning about God's word. Yes, absolutely. But but all of us have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And just like you talked about earlier, Moses, I mean, there was a time in his life where he didn't feel comfortable with speaking to right. someone, right? Mm-hmm. But but the Lord gave him the right words right. at the right time. At the right time, right. And, you know, in going door to door, Scarlett, we never know what we're going to encounter when somebody comes to the door. <laughs> yeah. And certainly we've had a lot of interesting experiences. But it's amazing how, and we go out on Wednesday afternoons and sometimes on the weekends and different times. But um, one of the things that always happens is God gives us the words that we need. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been amazing to see God work and God move through that. And ultimately, you know, Scarlett, it's not just about advertising our church. Our first question that we ask people is how can we pray for you? Right. You know, it's very simple. Yeah. And so anybody can do that, you know, no matter where you are, to your own neighbors. Right. Um, and uh, we found that connecting with them is just so important. And, yeah, we have done the VBSs. We've done the events and that kind of thing. And those are great. And, and we love that. But to me, I want to make sure that every single day, uh, myself, starting with myself and with our church, that we are constantly on mission for the Lord. Right. Yeah. And it, like you said, it's not, it's not about, um, it's not about just promoting the church. It's about Jesus Christ. That's you know, right. That's the goal in all of this. So I, I love that. And I, t- you talked a little bit earlier about um, God providing for Moses the, the words to say, God providing you the words to say. And just um, to wrap it up, talking about providing and and that step of faith i'm i'm amazed even today just sitting here talking with you because it seems like our the whole just we're in unison kind of um because you talked about the step of faith and you talked about god providing when we do that when and joshua stepping out into the water once god had already promised that he would provide for them but they had to step out and do it like you talked about and one of my last points was I, when I started this podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that for months and months and months, I had gone back and forth with this burden to do it. Like I've already mentioned, I already told the story, so I'm not going to tell it again, but just this burden, then um, saying no because of insecurities and other reasons, and then finally doing it and stepping out in faith. And I just recorded it on my voice memos and my on my phone. And I knew the quality wasn't great. I wasn't thinking that it sounded great. I wasn't thinking that at all. I just didn't I just knew that I feel like I had to do this and if you know it didn't work out later who cares I just knew that I wanted to do it I felt like I had a push from God to do it and at least to try and you're right the Lord provided the day after I put out that first episode Josh texted me and said that he had some recording equipment and that he would be happy for me to use it and he that in itself is incredible blessing and not only that but he has gone above and beyond for no i mean for no reason other than he he loves people and he loves to serve and uh, and for for jesus christ pointing others to jesus christ and he has set it all up for me all i do is come and sit down and talk and 
he I mean I can't even I have thought about that so many times how wild is that but God provides and a verse that I thought of earlier when I was getting some thoughts together about this episode was and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work and that's out of 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. I feel like that recaps all that we've talked about from church from stepping out in faith from this podcast and I love how God made that um, just kind of unified us in what we were going to talk about. Sometimes usually I I've known Josh Rawls so I knew kind of what he was going to say but then even when you're first speaking and I was thinking this is so cool this is exactly what I want to talk about you I know love it. it's so that's I love so it. encouraging but um we've got to ra- I know it's getting long so we've got to wrap it up but thank you so much Josh for being a part of the podcast I appreciate it so much and everything that you do I appreciate it thank you thanks so much Scarlett I enjoyed it so much all I right. hope it helps somebody yes thank you all right we'll see y'all next time Thank you all for listening to today's episode. Don't forget that a new episode comes out every other Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. You can also find me on Instagram at On My Heart Podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, or need to find out more information, just DM me and I will get back with you as soon as possible. As always, I hope and pray that this encourages all of us and glorifies God. Thank you, and I love each of you.